Have you ever experienced something so crippling in your life that has made you feel broken? I have. Are you someone who has a giving heart but is struggling to feel good themselves? Are you consistently putting your needs aside to take care of everyone else? If so, you're not alone. Giving starts with giving to yourself so that you are able to give of yourself to other people. Isn't it time you took back control and discovered what makes you tick? Join me in my journey and find out how you can feel better about yourself, live your best life, and share that with others. Thinking of yourself, it doesn't make you selfish. It makes you brave. I'm Nelia, and this is the Giving Starts With You podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Giving Starts With You podcast. I'm your host, Nelia Hutt. Thank you so much for joining us again every Monday for a brand new episode and to meet these wonderful new human beings that I'm meeting online, which is amazing. I love that we can do that in this day and age because honestly, I've met some incredible people and today is no exception. Today we have Abigail Luvisi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. You're out in Arizona. I am. I've always wanted to visit. I'll have to make it out there and visit you. I love meeting my guests in person. So maybe one day. <laughs> yes, please come out here. There's, I mean, there's really so much to do out here. So much good food and just don't come, you know, in the summer. <laughs> yes, I'm Canadian, so I don't do well with the heat. So I'll take your advice on that. Yeah, definitely do not come out in the summer. <laughs> In between like, you know, especially the end of May to, you know, September, but after that, you're good. Oh, excellent. Thank you for that advice for sure. Um, I just want to jump right in. I want to let you guys know who Abigail is, because I am I think she's really going to help the listeners and she, you know, I'm sure I'm going to learn lots of stuff from her as well. So Abigail, she is an imposter syndrome mindset mentor in Arizona. She's working with women both in life and in their business, giving them the formula to overcome the things keeping them stuck. And I think all of us can feel that at some point in our lives. Um, she gives us the tools that we need to know our worth and how to move forward in authentically living our truth, pursuing the dreams and joy that we desire in our life. And the Giving Starts With You podcast is all about that. It's about how can we help ourselves and give us permission to do all the things we know we need to do so that we can actually give ourselves a life of happiness and authenticity and then we can go out and help others. So I love that Abigail's here today. So Abigail, I have to start by asking you, how the heck did you get into this line of work? Is there a personal story behind this? Oh my gosh, my life story. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's, I think, you know, my I have a lot of shame. And so I started getting into this because of my shame. Um, and so something just to like, even start right there is so many people don't understand the difference between guilt and shame and what it means. And so do you? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's see what, what, so yes. The difference me. Is, is guilt <laughs> is I made a mistake. I spilt the water over, oh, 
thing. Like, let me clean it up. I know it sounds so simple, but shame is I am a mistake or I am not enough. Mm. And so when we're having these messages in our head, that's how we create this core belief over time. So just using me as an example, when I was growing up, I grew up in a very neglective, narcissistic, going into a marriage that was narcissistic. And my ex-husband was a sex addict. Like there was a lot going on to just continue these beliefs in my head, because that's why I love what I do is because it's, we don't have to go back into the trauma because it, that can be hard, right? Like, and don't get me wrong. Like I'm all about therapy, therapy all day long. I go multiple times throughout my life and I still see my therapist and that's a great place to go. Right. But for me, it's great because we can just tip dip our toe in it because it's not the trauma that happened to us that creates the beliefs. It's the thoughts around it that create our beliefs about it. So this happened to me, I had neglect And because we're so egocentric as kids, we just take it on as me, that I'm the problem. We can't, you know, as adults, we can see like, oh, wow, that person like, Mm. they need to work on their ish. (laughs) But when I'm a kid, I can't look at mom or dad or aunt or a teacher, right? So many of us have these teacher people who have said comments to us or a coach and they say something to us and we start to create a story And we said, I'm not blank. The world is, I can't, right? I was telling you kind of before this, I'll go into it now. Yes. Okay, so we have the three um, core beliefs of the I am, the trust, and the powerlessness. And the I am is I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm defective. I'm broken. Um, The trust is I can't trust myself or I can't trust others. Or the world is bad. The world is dangerous. And then I can't rely on anybody. And then the third one is powerlessness or so control. Like I can't do anything to change my situation. There's nothing I can do. This is just how it's going to be. Nobody's here to help me. Right? So when we have one of those, it can be hard. I know I've had all three and I have to continue to work on all three for even me because that can be so debilitating. And especially as children, right? When we are egocentric and we're in a place where we have somebody telling us that, you know, that is neglectful, we start to believe it's us, right? Something's really wrong with me. That's the messages I was telling myself, man, like I must be really broken, Mm. that I'm defective. And then trust will with a narcissist like i can't trust anything that's going on in my head especially as a kid i'm not i i'm viewing the world of like it's me like it just goes back to that absolutely so i can't trust myself and then also i'm learning oh well i can't trust others so i can't trust myself or others and then i go into the powerlessness especially again like i said as a kid well there's nobody here to save me mm. i can't do anything yeah I can relate to that. And I think a lot of us can, because I think it's true across the board. And it, as adults now, we're like, okay, we got to fix this. You know what I mean? We really do. But it's interesting, because how do you, I don't know, unless we learn, and as parents, we teach our children different at an early age, how are we going to help them younger so that they don't feel that? Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, 
I think that's a really hard thing about parenting too, is my first thought is like, well, one, we do need to work on ourselves because those kids are walking triggers. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> the world ever said like, I, and I know you're totally going to get what I'm about to say. Like when people are like, you hear that thing that it's like, oh, have a baby. Like, I don't know why that was ever a message to people to say like, that is a good idea. Like, don't. <laughs> Not <laughs> like, wait till you've worked on your stuff. <laughs> yes. They are going to bring it out of you, right? Like they say the same thing with coaching or even therapists. When you're in that space, your shit is going to get brought up in that room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Absolutely it's just crazy like so here's the thing I think I agree with you I think that you do have to get all your stuff in order before you have kids and stuff although it is sort of like a lifelong thing too so the core stuff you kind of got to work on and then yeah because your kids yeah. watch everything that you're doing but I totally right. believe that like your childhood influences really make you who you are and if nobody's there to tell you different so you believe what people tell you you believe what you feel what you're told right right well and that was what I was going to get to next is the part of shame we mm. all have shame like it's not like something again is wrong with you like we you're normal <laughs> honestly if you don't have shame you're a sociopath like you, you either get to admit that you have shame or you're a psycho like you take your pick like I would definitely like much rather just say like yep I got stuff <laughs> I got things going on in my head and like let's talk about it <laughs> I love that you say that because you know there's always people listening that are like I can't admit that I'm not perfect I can't admit that I have faults but you know what when you can do it you know you're on the right path to becoming yes. healthier person yeah. And that's like with kids. So going back to that, you're not like your kids are going to have shame. And again, just like, I feel like that brings me comfort too. Like we can't mm. stop it. It just is. It's a part of life. It's being able to work on yourself to be able to hold space. Cause you can't, if you're in shame, you have no room for empathy. And I would much rather work on my stuff and see my shame come up and see that, oh, my you know, my kids struggled in school today, they're feeling shame. But if their stuff triggers me and I get into my shame, then I'm going to sit there and I could potentially, I call it taking out sideways, come out sideways on them because now I'm hurt. So I'm mm. going to project on to them my core beliefs. Yes, I, I love that. I've, I've never really thought about it in that term, but for sure. And see, the thing is, so I have anxiety and depression which is managed very well, thank goodness now, but didn't always, wasn't always that way. And I started separating that from who I am. It's like what you're saying, right? Yes, I have this, it's part of me. And if I can accept that it's part of me, great, I can manage it, but it's not a definition of who I am. And having that differentiation was huge for me. So when you talk about the guilt versus shame, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that's the way I kind of look at it too, like not to value yourself as your struggles. So not to value yourself as your struggles and just value, like, I know that, on, so I was looking at your website and you talk a lot about, um, you know, 
making yourself feel or that you help people feel that they matter. And that's huge to me. And that there is nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with you. And even though we want everybody to know that it's hard to convince people sometimes it really is. Like, do you ever have people who you work with who come to you and are really struggling with that notion of, of self-worth and that they feel that they're not good enough? Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, when you just said to like identifying that our shame is separate from us, mm. um, what we start to do in my programs is we, I call them the shame shadows. So the shame shadows are separating from us. We're able to identify what they are. And there's um, six different shame shadows. So there's the rebel, the royal, the martyr, the judge, the politician, and the impotent one. So mm. they all do different things and they all speak to us differently. So I'll go over real quick. So the judges, again, it says, I'm not enough. And we usually, like our judges, usually hold hands with the other ones somewhere. <laughs> He comes in, okay? So the politician says is usually the judge and the politician are imposter syndrome most times. So the politician is, I need to put on a face. I need to wear a mask. People need to view me as perfect. Nobody can see I mess up. You know, like I got to go make the cupcakes. I got to go to every birthday party, right? Like it's that, mm -hmm. that go put on face mentality. So it's um the politician and the judge, right? You can see like, well, if I can earn points for you to like me, then I will say I'm enough, right? See, can you hear the judge and the politician? Yes. So, yes. yeah. So, and then the impotent one is very black or white, all or nothing thinking. So, um, like basically, like if you heard Eeyore, so like, yes. why bother? Nothing's ever gonna change. Like, this mm -hmm. is just how it is, right? And you can see how even an imposter syndrome, like that can come in, right? Like, oh, this is just the way it's going to be. Like, I'm just not enough. Right. Like, right. You can hear all of them starting to pop up and then the Royal. So the Royal is very, um, so I don't use the word deserve because we are all worthy of love and belonging because we're on this earth. Okay. You don't deserve anything different than I, and I don't deserve anything different than you. And I think that when we're able to recognize that again, we're able to shift from shame to empathy as well. Mm. And we can, differently each other that we're all just here in this experience and we're all worthy of it i deserve over there you know somebody cuts you off like that was my spot mm. right so the rebel is like so usually like the royal and the rebel hold hands for addicts so oh. don't get me wrong i'll show up but like i'm just calling out a few things so the mm -hmm. addicts like because the royal says like i deserve this and then the rebel is like f you i don't care who gets hurt in the process i'm gonna do what i want for me mm. and then I the know, market. I know people in every category <laughs> yeah well and uh, I can be in every category yes. right yeah like I just like all oh, these things will show up for me if I'm not aware of them and I have a really big martyr because again I was raised in a very narcissistic home so it martyrs can you know be martyrs are the ones that like sacrifice themselves for everyone else mm. You know, they just lay themselves down because it's for the greater good, right? So yeah. when I'm able to, but right, so for me, my martyr shows up, you know, oh my gosh, again, all the time with my kids, right? And I have to like be really aware of my boundaries because if not, I'm just constantly feeling like I need to do what I need to do as a mom to please them. 
right? Mm -hmm. So you can hear my martyr. And then sometimes my politician will show up, right? Well, if I just do this for them, they'll like me. I'll earn points from them because my judge comes in and says, because you're really just not enough. Mm. And that's hard. I mean, living your life with all of those things, it's tough, you know, and that's why we need to reach out to people who can help us and who are third parties and can come in because, you know, sometimes our inner circle of people, they're just like us and we can't help each other. You know what I mean? We grew up in the same way. We we do need to have um, outsiders, you know, and coaches and, and people to, and therapists and people to be able to help us see that and separate. Right. And just because life can be, it can be so hard and it doesn't have to be. And I think we make it harder on ourselves sometimes when we don't want to ask for help. Well, pain and peace go together, right? Like we have to have pain and to have peace or joy and the thing is is we so deeply don't want to feel the pain and that's when it gets out mm. okay so we have core emotions of anger sadness and fear those are all normal feelings like they're telling us things right if i'm getting angry about something and i feel like something was taken from me without permission well, that's indicating to me that like, whoa, what just happened? Am I unsafe or do I need to set a boundary with someone? Mm -hmm. Great. Like, that's what it's supposed to be for. <laughs> like, you're allowed to be angry. Guys, what am I afraid is going to happen? Then I can figure out what my needs are, right? And sadness, like I've lost something that might not ever come back or if it does, it won't be the same. Mm. So when I can what I need in those three categories like the problem of the problem I see is we have pain and peace and we skip we don't want to feel it so we skip over it and we so fast go to the core belief because we don't want to feel the pain but the thing is is if we don't feel the pain we go over it literally our brain takes 15 to 20 seconds to go over it so mm. if we're not practicing like really practicing trying to feel it you're going to go over it and then you're going to go to your sh core belief, and then you're going to go to those shame shadows, and then you're going to go into mutated emotions, which yeah. is anxiety, which is hopelessness, which is resentment, which is shame, right? All of these things that are now out here, rage, because we didn't really deal with the feeling. So now it's out here. So Abigail, I don't know how much you know about my history, but- for 12 years after my father passed away, and my listeners know this, but um, I just stopped living like my life. So I was stuck, like I, I thought as a way of protection that I would not feel anything because it was too hard. So those 12 years were the worst 12 years of my life. I was a new mom. So I had no, you know, just sadness. And so I completely can tell you that what you're saying is true and it's not a way for anybody to live. And I think we really need to listen to the message today because um, no matter how hard it is to face your, your shadows or face your demons, face all the things that you're afraid of um, and that you're ashamed of all those things, um, life is so much worse when you don't. So think about it as it may be painful to start opening up and do things, but it'll, that will end. 
there's there's an end to it. And then you can actually start living your life in a happier way, in a way that makes you more at peace, right? So after 12 years, I was still had the grief, but then I had all these other problems, right? Because you don't deal with what is in front of you. So I really appreciate what you're saying. And I hope that people really listen to that because it is scary not to like to deal with our fears and all of the things that you're mentioning. Um, but it's so important to be able to move on. So thank you yeah. for saying that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad that it's connecting. So you talk, okay, so you talk about people choosing courage, honesty, and vulnerability. Okay, I've heard you talk about these things. And it is like, what stood out to me is the choosing, because we can choose. It is a choice. Um, like you said, nobody, so my next book is going to be called No One's Coming to Save You. So I'm glad that you talked about that because, you know, we all need like a community of people, but before we need that, we need to want to choose. Yeah. I tell my kids all the time that when they have stuff, I'm like, who are you going to bed at with at night? Mm, I like yourself. That. Yeah. So, you know, I might have my partner next to me, but like, who do you think they're really like thinking about and worrying about? Right. Like, again, it's usually these self talks, right. To ourselves. Oh, I didn't do this. Right. You can hear the shame shadows come in. <laughs> I didn't do this. I'm never going to get it done. Whatever. Like, gosh, I suck. Right. But when I'm starting to able to like see the shame shadows, I can be like, oh, whoa, that's not me. Mm. It's separate from me. And feelings are fleeting right? Like they will not stay. It sounds like they don't work on it, but they, you know, it'll be in a rotation, but it, it will pass. See, it sounds simple listening to you say it like, okay, this is not you, but do you know how important, like, you know how important, but do the listeners know how important that is? Because if you believe all the things you believe about yourself, it's sad. Because we all believe these horrible things about ourselves, you know, and living day to day, it is, I don't know, I don't have a better word. It's sad. It's sad to live in that place. So even though it sounds simple, a lot of people don't separate themselves. That's right. why I'm glad that we're having this conversation because people don't realize like, so, okay, I'm going to ask you this. Can you give me an example of somebody before and after them separating oh my god like how their life is different so people can really see this yeah I mean I've been working with a client and three months in she said that her anxiety had reduced significantly so that right there is unbelievable mm -hmm. I mean I've Huge. seen tons of tons of women like women who didn't want to open up are literally pouring themselves out because again we can't shame will stay if we do not bring it to the light mm. we have to we ha that is one of the key parts of healing our shame is being able to call it out in a community with someone safe okay keyword safe <laughs> that can be really hard I know when we're starting so I'm saying that very clear because a lot of people don't know boundaries and I do like to side queen it of that I love being the boundary queen because I love me some boundaries um <laughs> <laughs> me too me too 
most of the time that's like what we're talking about in my groups is like every week it's like something's going on I'm like okay well like what boundary do we need to set up <laughs> today it's so. true it's true because okay so we talk a lot about self-love right and self-care and a lot of people are like oh do you talk about bubble baths and stuff and I'm like no we talk about priorities and boundaries and how to be okay with it you might lose some friends you might get some pissed off people but it doesn't matter you know I think give them a couple of weeks they'll come around and respect you for that and want to do the same in their own life right it's not it's not easy but it's so needed so needed right well and boundaries again like can be a big topic right like <laughs> that is used lately that I'm like <laughs> like let's reel it in do we really know what a boundary is because boundary right is to it's to protect us not to control others mm. and so when we know that we have to be really careful right like I don't know like for example you and me if I'm like hey my name is Abigail like and they call me Abby right like I'm just making up a story <laughs> so yes. I go Abigail like if you call me Abby and I'm like hey like I go by Abigail could you call me Abigail and you're like no, I'm going to call you Abby. Like, well, I can't control you. Right. So right. I can ask for my need. And then that's going to show me the boundary between our relationship. Oh, I gave you something. I was vulnerable because vulnerability has the opportunity to give connection. Right. But I also feel a little like confrontational inside of me because I have a martyr. So I'm like, Oh, I see that. But am I going to reject myself mm. or am I going to betray myself? Whatever wound I have. So the connection, I'm going to ask you, like, if you want to call me, if you could call me Abigail, and then now you have the opportunity to say yes or no. And right. if you do say yes, wow, you got a little marble in my jar, my safety jar. Oh, hmm. like, that's great. But if you say no, then I'm like, ooh, I know that, like, I might need to keep my emotional boundaries up, right? My internal boundaries to know that, like, you might not be safe. Like, maybe you're having a bad day. I'm going to have empathy for that, right? But, like, mm -hmm. I'll, I'm going to keep myself arm's length. I love that. And we always, we always assume that something's personal to us. Like if somebody's setting a boundary toward us, right? We're like, oh, well, why doesn't this person want to share? Or why am I not allowed to do this with this person? Or, and we take it as a personal thing. We don't look at it as this is what that person needs to do for them. And I think we need to well, remember that. Yes. Okay, so you know the, what are they, What the glasses that they put on? I've heard of it, remember. but not, okay, tell me more about it. The glasses in National Treasure, the okay. movie, like, it, like the, it flips up and down for the map to see, like, different versions of the map. Do you know oh, what I'm no, talking about? Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. Treasure, go watch it. Okay, <laughs> yes. Jefferson glasses, and it, basically what happens is they're glasses, and they have different colors that go up and down. Okay. So like you flip one up and the map looks differently, right? And then you flip it down and flip another one up and it looks differently. That is literally how we're all walking around, right? It's like, it's like when we have these beliefs come up in our head, we're like, oh, like this person, like, you know, I might've gotten hit for the politician, right? Like that I need to put a mask on, but if I flip it down, so like these beliefs are going and changing, but it's the same thing with the other person, right? Again, like we're interacting. So right now, if I said something that triggered you, you immediately went into like, okay, right? Like your limbic system that 
just goes into fight, flight, or freeze, and your core belief, and, like, all these things just happen in 15 to 20 seconds. And that's how we're all walking around. Mm -hmm. And putting up walls and just, yeah. But when I'm able to break them down and I'm able to be aware of them, again, I'm not going into that royal space of like, wow, like you're a jerk. Like, how dare you talk to me? I'm able to be like, ooh, I just noticed my royal come up that I'm offended by you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, why am I offended by you? Like getting curious, asking questions. What is coming up for me? What just happened that like set me off? Because again, if we're in shame, we have no room for empathy. It's so true. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say, and tell me if I'm wrong, is yeah. um, this is about rather than blaming the person you're interacting with, this is about not even thinking about that person and think about how you're reacting. Because many times we try to change other people or we try to understand why people are acting the way that they do. And we don't look at ourselves. So this is all about, we need to look at ourselves and look less at other people in the way that they're necessarily reacting because like I love that because okay so even if you're in a relationship with somebody and like I could be saying oh my husband my husband why is he reacting this way or if he could only do this or he could only do that we can only control ourselves right and the more that we understand about what we are who we are and how we're believing in things and seeing the world then our relationships are going to be better with ourselves and with other people. I think we automatically as human beings tend to think of the other person first. And I think that's where a lot of misunderstandings happen. And I think that's a lot of where conflict happens. Would you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. You know, again, it's just like an argument with your partner, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> if I'm able to see like, oh, what's coming up for you and slow down. Hmm. like being able to see that first right like oh something's coming up for me something's coming up for you what do I need so do I need to go take a 20 minute break like mm. you know that's what we do in our house we call it the 24 hour rule we're not allowed to go 24 hours without going back to it my kids it's the day but again they're you know yeah. the tension span is smaller but for my husband and I it's 24 hours so being able to come back, because then we're able to like process through what's going on for ourselves, what's going, you know, whatever he's doing to process through it. And then we can come back together and be like, hey, this is what I heard, right? Because mm -hmm. usually what we're hearing is different than what's actually happening. <laughs> I uh, say a lot, the issue at hand is not the issue at hand. <laughs> it's true. And if you don't come back to it, you don't resolve it. And then here you are five years later. And you With go and have an argument, you don't even know where to start because there's all these unresolved issues, right? Right, because it started with anger or fear or sadness, and now it's a mutated emotion and it's resentment or mm. rage. And now it's like, I'm not good enough. I'm not a good wife. I'm not a good partner. I suck at being a mom. Like all of these things. It's just, right. like, it's a spiral. It's like a, yeah, it's like a classic argument, right? wife is at the table or is at the dish you know cleaning dishes husband walks in and is like why didn't you throw out the trash kate immediately what was going on for him and it could easily spiral right like if wife is like i've been here all day cooking and cleaning like right like that yes. <laughs> about, well she immediately was triggered like yes but we could slow it down how could have that right then been different 
so in a lot of ways. <laughs> use my kids a lot, right? Like for yes. example, what I te- really my clients are my children all day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like um, you know, usually I say that there's something went both people have something we could do differently, right? And I think that a lot of times too, we think like only them could have done something different. But let's say we decided not to do anything different and not even look at it, right? You've got two people that are upset, right? Two people that aren't talking about it. The wife feels like she's not doing enough. The husband feels like he, you know, needs to nag the wife, whatever it is. So if you don't stop and look at it and it just kind of flies by you, it's going to become a bigger thing and it's going to become a bigger thing. And then you walk away thinking you're a horrible person and that you're not enough. Right. Well, and they're both needing something and it might be totally different. But again, if we're in shame, we have no room for empathy. If I'm able to slow down as wife and he just comes in and went, right. And like, just like shot at me. Like, why isn't the trash taken out? Well, I, if I'm able to recognize like, whoa, something just came up for me. Right. Cause 15 to 20 seconds. If I was able to, in that 15 to 20 seconds, recognize something came up for me and I'm able to go, whoa, like, I love you. Did something happen? Like Mm -hmm. you just walked in. Do you need something? Or even if I'm still in that place of starting to recognize my stuff, right. I'm able to go like, Whoa, you just said something, sir. And I need you to like, I'm going to go take a few and we can come back and try this again. Right. Because I'm taking care of me, my boundary. Right. If I got triggered or I'm upset about how you just reacted to me, I'm going to be like, okay, I'll be back because I'm not going to, like, this is not what I'm going to do. I won't be talked to this way. If you need something, we'll talk about it in 20 minutes after I don't want to, like, yell at you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and a lot of women, I don't know, but a lot of women I've heard in conversations, a lot of people will be like, well, I don't want to be the, you know, the firm one or the bitchy one, or I don't want to come across as being um, so tough but it's not standing up for yourself is not being horrible it's not being a mean person we talk a lot about this on this show about thinking of yourself isn't selfish it's brave and I think a lot of people need to believe that because sometimes we don't stick up for ourselves because we feel it's going to be looked upon as like you know, too domineering or too too strong of a woman or you know something that people think is negative, I think is positive. So it's hard sometimes to convince yourself that, hey, you know, you're doing the right thing by standing up for yourself. Like when you have somebody coming to you for, for some help, do you get more people where they kind of know where they need the help? And so they come to you or do you have more people, um, that are like, well, I'm not sure exactly what I need help me out and maybe they're not ready for it like people who sort of have to be more convinced that they are different than all the things that they believe that they are do you know what I mean or do you get more people that are sort of like I'm ready to do the work is it a mix yeah I think you know again if we're in that area of like trying to protect ourselves we can a lot of times know something's going on but we don't know what to do with it and we don't want to right we're still in that denial phase um so which I can see and I can you know have empathy for like I 
totally get that. Like, it can be very difficult to want to feel our stuff. It feels, I hear a lot, like, I don't want to do it because I don't know if I'm ready to open that up. Like Pandora's mm -hmm. box. Like, it's just going to like all flood out. Like, that's not how it is. And that's not how it goes. That's the story we're telling ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that's not what happens, right? We're in a safe space and we're just learning and getting, I mean, really, again, it's just a lot of curiosity. Like I'll ask a lot of questions and people are, you know, my clients are like, you know, I'll have some clients that are like, what are you trying to get at? Like, you know, their protective behavior thinks mm -hmm. I'm trying to get somewhere for them. And I'm like, I'm just asking questions. Like, I don't know you. I don't know what's going on in your head. Like, I'm just getting curious, <laughs> you know? But usually when that defensiveness comes up, I'm like, ooh, there's something there. <laughs> no, for sure. Absolutely. And can you let us know what you're doing on Wednesdays with on Instagram? Yeah. So um, right now I'm doing Mindset Shift Wednesdays um, currently with Entrepreneur. Um, women. So I'm basically doing a free like coaching call with them to that I'm going to transfer over to my podcast, which is judgment free zone, someone about a core belief. And so I help them identify what their core belief is. And we get to decide if they want to do something about it, right? I love that. I and love it. What, so what's your what, inst what's your Instagram account? You can literally find me on Instagram, Facebook, my website is Abigail Lavisi. <laughs> so Abigail Lavisi on Instagram, Abigail Lavisi on Facebook, and AbigailLavisi.com for my website. <laughs> I try to make it really easy for you. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> awesome. I love that. My podcast. Yeah, no, that's great. Because I want people to be able to, you know, easily reach you and find you and ask questions. Like, honestly, um, yeah, I love that you talked about the six shame shadows. I love that because it really shows us like when you think of shadows and it's like looming over us like every day, it's like this heavy darkness, right? And I love that title, honestly. They're like that because my mentor who came up with all of this and I go a lot by his model, which go check him out too. Troy Love is amazing, phenomenal. I'll praise him all day long. Um, <laughs> it's really the... The idea of, again, separating from self. Mm. So when I have these things coming up, they're not me, right? They're not my truth. So being able to see them and hear them and separate them from myself, I'm able to see like, oh, it's coming in. This thing was trying to protect me. Why was it trying to protect me at this time? And now I can move forward because that's not my truth. Mm. I love that. And I think I read a bit of that too on your website and it stuck with me mm. because it's true. Like things happen and you have to look at them and change them and kind of separate them is what you're saying. I'm just trying to put it all in really easy terms and then separate them and then realize when you realize that, then you can move forward. Right. Well, two things. You don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And you get to choose your uncomfortable. Yeah. I so you're either uncomfortable having them literally feel like they're on you, or we can recognize they're not and separate them from us and be able to move forward. And both of them are hard. Both of them are uncomfortable, but you get to choose where you want to be because you do have a choice. And one of them lasts forever and one of them will end. And, and in one of life, will yes, yes. 
Abigail, sometimes I ask people on this show, um, and I'm going to ask you, what would you say is the biggest gift that you have ever given to yourself that has changed the way you feel about who you are? The biggest gift? Oh my gosh. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is working on myself. Really? I'm a... I'm a completely different person than I was last year, two years ago. You know, it's not, there's not this like end thing, which I know, like, you know, we, we want to believe that there's this, you know, pedestal and the, that we're going to get there, but it's not, it's a journey. It's, and if I didn't start that journey for myself, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't know where I'd be. And thankfully I worked on myself because ultimately I've always loved helping people and being there for people. I get to use all my stuff and sit in it with others. <laughs> so, and I love it, right? Like I love, I love, love, love being able to sit in this space with my clients. I feel so honored and privileged and just appreciate so much that people trust to sit in this space with me. Like I do not take it lightly the stories that I'm told and the things that people share with me and being able to create this safe bubble for others that's I feel so completely blessed and I'm so thankful that my stuff got me here so I'm able to have so much empathy and self-compassion for that girl who did decide like whoa we need to change some stuff because I'm here now and you look like you love what you do and I think you're right I think it's because you've been there and you know how crappy it feels before you get there and how your life is different now. And if, you know, if you want, just like when you know that feeling, all you want to do is teach it to other people. Like I get it. Like it's just, it, it makes you happy and it continues your healing process as well. Yeah. It's just the joy was fleeting, mm. you know, now there's so many moments of joy you know, the, it, when I was in all this stuff, it just came and went again, like we talked about feelings, but now it's like, wow, I can see all of the moments and all of the beauty and have so much respect for all of it. And I love that you now want to help other people. Yeah, I do. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Abigail. Honestly, I really enjoyed speaking with you. Is there anything we didn't talk about that you wanted to end with today? Mm, I'm sure there's a time <laughs> I mean as things were you know we were talking I was like I could touch on this and I could touch on this I could touch on this no I mean I I have so much right so yes. I guess I have so much there come see me come see me let's talk like let's hang out um I know that that can be scary but come over and be a part of our community um come say hi like that's it I want your voice yeah. matters that's awesome. Thank you so much. And, you know, I wish you all the best. And this isn't going to be the end of our conversations. But, you know, I do wish you all the best to continue all the important work that you're doing and just to make people aware. Because, um, you know, if there's one thing that I mean, there's going to be a lot of things that people take away from this conversation. But if there's one thing, it's don't define who you are based on what you believe you are, because it's different. Like when you talked about shame and you talked about guilt, separating those two things is one of the most important things I think that we can all do to move forward. And uh, yeah. 
Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. You are worthy of love and belonging. Yeah, we all are, right? We all are. And we, we have to help each other. I mean, life is, uh, it can, one of the things that I'm trying to do is to end loneliness. And we all feel that loneliness. And, you know, we have to start with having our, our own backs, really. Yep. Thank you, Abigail. And I hope to continue this conversation. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe or leave a review. See you next week on the Giving Starts With You podcast.